I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This podcast is part of E2C Network, where we share the whole Auburn experience. Warrior Auburn fans, welcome to No Huddle, your source for Auburn football news and discussion, part of the E2C Network. I'm AJ Richardson. I'm also here with Jared Davis. We're going to be talking about the Bulldogs, the Mississippi State Bulldogs from Stark Vegas, I guess. You know, the, the ones that have maroon and not the red. I feel like I see the red ones all around and they just bark at me. Even I had one today. I'm not even joking. Like a Georgia fan bark at me and you're like, shut up, dude. Like, just shut up. Like, it's not. <laughs> Stop. Like, it, I'm over you. Thank goodness Mississippi State doesn't do that. But, you know, they got the little clang, they clang of bell bills, thing. Uh, which, yeah, I, okay, I don't let's know. Take a moment. Let's take a moment. If you've ever been around. Mississippi State fans, they love their bells and they're gonna yeah and they're gonna they're gonna tell you about it. And you're like, how did you how did you convince the SEC that you can bring in an artificial noisemaker and ring it throughout the play? I don't understand. Like, I don't understand. Like, we just have little shakers that go and you're like, that doesn't help anything. Like, it's we're yelling. We're using our voices. <laughs> Like every other college football team, and somehow you're the one that gets the exception. Anyway, moment over. Tell me how you feel about it, AJ. I feel like I, you're holding back a little bit. Uh, well, I, the reason I'm holding back <laughs> is I, I have brain damage from going to a Mississippi State and game, and literally yeah. a fan behind me is ringing their freaking bell right in my ear. Okay, that's my real feelings, and. <laughs> I've definitely lost brand. And how can the people stay in touch with you, AJ? <laughs> <laughs> and that's all we got for this session, guys. We're out. Yeah, yeah. So you can you can know my uh, disdain for Mississippi State. I mean, I don't hate them, hate them, but like it's not the best. And you know, what? when I was back in college, Mississippi State, we we competed decently with them, but historically, we've been able to just beat Mississippi State whenever and wherever. Um, and up until I think it was Dak Prescott, yeah, Mississippi State wasn't even on the radar. They were kind of like a step above Vandy. <laughs> like they weren't much better than them. And we're like, yeah, it's a, pretty much an automatic win. And now look, you know, Mississippi State, you know, the last few years has kind of put put up a good fight um, against Auburn and even other teams. So, um, a couple of kind of big storylines. Uh, to be looking out for. Um, it looks like Will Rogers 
he didn't play last week. Um, I don't know if he'll be up for this. We're recording this on Sunday. I haven't heard any news. He may be playing. If he plays, that's a difference maker uh, because he, I mean, he was right under you know Mike Leach, and I mean he he got <laughs> Leach got Will Rogers into a really good quarterback, honestly. Um, so it, it's going to be kind of different if he doesn't play. But if he doesn't play, favors Auburn big time. I mean, if you look at last week, uh, Mississippi State, uh, <laughs> they only put up seven points the whole game. Like, if, you, if you're an Auburn fan, you're like, I can score more than seven points. We just put Robbie in there a handful of times, let him run the ball around in Jark West. And you're like, we can get seven points, if not more. <laughs> um, so that that's kind of something to be looking out for. Though Mississippi State, you know, they after Mike Leach passed and obviously still like I'm still kind of sad about that because of how much he brought to the SEC. Um, but they kind of promoted their defensive coordinator, Zach Arnett. He is now their head coach. He's only 36, which pretty impressive. Um, so they're, they're kind of trying out this. I mean, in my mind. I don't necessarily maybe I'm wrong, but I don't I don't see him being the long term head coach there. I feel like he's kind of like a temporary fill. Maybe I'm wrong about that, but just my gut. Um Jared, what's kind of your overall perception of where Mississippi State is if you know what what they've been do- doing this year, especially since switching from the air raid to a little bit more balance? Yeah, I mean, honestly, I hadn't watched a single game of theirs. Uh, last week did not go well. I know Will Rogers wasn't playing, but I don't know that they've – I don't know he's been having a good year either. I mean, they totally changed offensive philosophies. Um, definitely terrible about Mike Leach. I still can't believe that. And, um, you know, overall, it's at home. I, I, I want to say we win, but, I mean, AJ, I got to see – more consistent offense, honestly, to feel comfortable about any game left. Yeah. Um, there, so Ole Miss, we probably were relatively equally talented. Uh, we definitely will be, even in our deficiencies, we will be more talented than Mississippi State. Yep, I agree. Um, you would hope we have better coaching because they're more veteran. Every one of the coaches on our staff. Um. So it's at home. I don't expect it to be pretty, but at the end of the day, get a win. Just get a win. Yeah. Get that monkey you, off your back. You need to get an SEC win. I mean, we're 0-4 right now Yeah. in the SEC, and that's just a bad stink. Like, it just feels bad. And, you know, it, we're, we're fans. I'm sure that feels even worse for the players and the coaches directly involved with this. You got to think this is this is one they're circling and say, guys, I know Ole Miss was rough last week, but you got to put your head down, grind for this Mississippi State game, because really, in actuality, Auburn has four pretty winnable games upcoming. I mean, we've got Mississippi State this week at Vanderbilt the week after at Arkansas, which, again, they only scored three points, uh, then New Mexico State at home right before the iron ball. Those are four very winnable games. If you can win 
all four of those, we're having a completely different conversation because you have seven wins. You're you got a seven and five season, and that's not even considering the Bama game. And you're swinging that momentum from, you know, <laughs> I'm kind of thinking of this season in like three parts right now, at least so far. Well, I guess say two parts so far. First, you know, struggling at the beginning of the season. We go, but we still are three and zero. So we get out. Middle of the season has been rough against Texas A&M, Georgia, LSU, and now Ole Miss. And in my mind, we're about to enter that third part of the season of pretty, you know, it's <laughs> we're finally favored, guys. We're finally favored in an SEC match. So that puts something in perspective. And this third part of the season can be where we kind of make our comeback swing. And I was hoping we would start that with Ole Miss because I think we still had the potential. Obviously, it didn't happen. So here we are. So let's talk about our players to watch, Jared, um, for this game. Um, who on offense are you going to be watching for Auburn? I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You freeze. <laughs> oh, I like that yeah. one. I mean, for real, I really am. I'm, I'm going to, yeah. like, like, what's, like, stop the QB rotation. Mm. Um, I really don't care who we play. Like, I know a lot of people are in Camp Robbie or Camp Thorn. I couldn't care less. Uh, I don't think there's a big difference for me to one of them passing or running. Just put one in and stick with them. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't care. I, I, you've brought it up before. I don't care if you bring Robbie in and, uh, you know, in goal line. You know, the crazy thing is I think we're tops in the SEC are very close to red zone touchdowns. Like, we score touchdowns when we get in the red zone. We just don't get there very often. Yeah. Um, so I don't think there's anything wrong with how we're doing that. But, yeah, just just stop the rotation. For yep. Hugh, if you're listening, please stop the rotation. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Just pick I, I, one. I have a friend who has his number, so I'll, I'll forward our podcast. Yes. Yeah, Maybe it go. gets gets along to Hugh Freeze, you know? I, I'm sure he hasn't heard this from anybody. This will be the first Never. time he hears it. Yeah, yeah. Never. Never. And he's from... probably going to take my advice. So. Obviously. We're – obviously. Um, let's uh, – so for me, offense, Jark Wes um, is my guy to watch. And the real reason for that is, I mean, I think – Jark Wes has been so quiet this year, minus a few plays. And I saw a, it was almost like an awakening moment. He got his mojo back at Ole Miss. Yeah. Well, and I, I don't know if you caught this. This was against LSU towards the end of the game. Some camera got up on Jark Wes 
and he was like, uh, you know, the punter or the kicker net kind of thing. And he was just like banging his head against it. It was just so distraught. And I'm like, man, Jarquez is going through it. And he turned around the next weekend's Ole Miss and he turned on the Jets. I mean, he had like, I think, 140 yards combined total offense. I mean, he was making an, a huge impact. And well, that's all- the kind of stuff you need in this Mississippi State game. Not only did he, as a running back, but, you know, he dropped a much easier pass in the LSU game and was, you know, lack of focus. And he makes yep. a very nice catch in the Ole Miss game that led to a touchdown. I know it was a, almost, you know, last to final drive, but, um, like, he didn't make that play in LSU, right? Or maybe uh, in Or Georgia. Yeah, it was, it was Georgia. It was Georgia. Yeah, Georgia. Yeah, yeah. It was the Georgia game. So he had been struggling, and he makes a much more difficult catch. And he just looked, I agree with you, man. He looked, um, he looked re-energized. He was running hard, uh, seemed angry. And, mm-hmm. um, we need that because, you know, I know a lot of people are mad we missed on, uh, Judkins, uh, but at the end of the day, the running back room with us is pretty solid. The only thing that would have helped there is Ole Miss wouldn't have gotten him. But like Jarquez runs, like Jarquez can control his body very well. It, you don't, it's hard to knock him down if you, if you don't form tackle. Yeah. Uh, that's the same with Judkins. So, and, and Jarquez has kind of gotten back to that, at least in the Ole Miss game. Yeah, for sure. On defense, Jared, who are you going to be watching for Auburn? Hmm. Maybe Falk. I feel like Falk. I don't mm. have the stats. I feel like Falk actually probably played his best game against Ole Miss. I, I think he handled the the running run blocking or uh, run defense a little better than he had. Yeah. Um. I think he got some pressure. Uh, we got some pressure on Jackson Dart. Um. Uh, forced him to be a little more uncomfortable than we had been doing. So. I think he's key, man. We got to have somebody yeah. that can get to the quarterback and he's probably the ceiling for him is absolutely the highest ceiling on that defensive line. Yeah. And you know, he's starting to get it. All right. He's been starter now for two games. It's another game at home. Can he start turning into a player that, and I, I don't even expect him to in year one, but can't, can he, like, can he start becoming that player now? Um, which would be amazing. Yeah, when I was just looking back, Keldrick Falk uh, against Ole Miss, I, I I think that was his best game because I haven't seen him this high up. He he had six tackles, which is tied for third um, for Auburn, and I don't think I've seen him that high. He's usually kind of averaged like one to maybe tops four or maybe five tackles per game, and he was making his you know he was making it some waves um i think what needs to start coming is more tackles for losses sacks which you know he was playing high school ball literally a year ago so give him a little you know grace there but you know it's it's showing that you know we're over halfway through the season you know he's he's kind of learning the the speed of the game especially in the sec my player to watch on defense is going to be uh, Keontae Scott. Um, something that is maybe a little overlooked, but Keontae Scott, uh, he has been not only a great punt returner early on in the season, but secondarily a great uh, just secondary player. He is playing like he's played so good. Then he got injured. He finally made his comeback this game against uh, Ole Miss last week and now i i want to be watching i'm going to be watching him to see if he continues that because 
it almost looked like he didn't really miss a beat, which is pretty impressive coming off of just about any injury. And uh, you know, he's he's going to be instrumental because of how much uh, I feel like our secondary sometimes is just lacking some depth there. You know, just having some backups and uh, Keontae's he adds. I mean, he's a starter. He's going to be good. Special teams, Jared, who are you going to be watching? <laughs> Let's stick with your guy, but for special teams, I think it's, I, I would, you know, sometimes it takes a spark from, you know, you need a spark to score. Maybe it's not going to come from offense. So hmm. maybe, maybe Keontae gets a good public or maybe a run one back. Yeah. Uh, now I know that they, I think they had him in on one of them. Then they had Coy Moore in on one. But I think mm-hmm. if Keontae's healthy, he's our best option. So uh, I'll keep an eye on him. Um, you know, because that's something that I think it's going to be a semi-ugly game, um, and maybe it takes a return from him to get us in uh, short yardage for a touchdown or runs it all the way back. That's we we need a spark from somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, I did see both Coymore and Keontae kind of taking punt returns. I think both of them seem to be pretty good, solid uh, punt returners. We'll just see um, what they end up doing. I mean, Keontae was the clear starter uh, at the beginning of the season. And you got to think, you know, probably easing Keontae back into things, just saying, hey, focus on defense. We'll get you back integrated with the special teams play and it'll just be, you know, come with time to get him back into that special teams for me. I'm going to be watching. See, I've been going between our punter and our kicker. So, so hear me out. I have a feeling this game is going to be a little bit low scoring. Um, Both teams have pretty good defenses. So, I mean, if it comes down to kind of the, the, just flip the field. We need to just punt after punt back and forth. Obviously, Oscar Chapman. Uh, but potentially, if we we get a long field goal chance, Alex McPherson. So I'm kind of splitting it a little bit, but that's just because I'm not sure how this game's going to necessarily play out other than I do think it's probably going to be a low-scoring game with both Auburn and Mississippi State having really – you know, decent defenses. So we'll just have to wait and see what, what that kind of looks like for our score predictions. Let's go into this, uh, second to last segment here. And, uh, Auburn currently is favored by six points, uh, in this game, which is the first time that we've been favored in an sec, uh, game this season. So again, kind of as fans, I'm, I'm hearing that stat and being like, what we haven't been favored in any game in the sec so far and then you take a moment and you're like yeah those were some pretty tough teams um so again it's okay <laughs> so um jared what's uh, preseason you had us at winning by 10 i had us winning by 14 where are you kind of feeling now that we are at game week and only a few days away from this game <laughs> I- I've lost all faith. I think we win because it's at home. I'm going to go by one point. That's one point. Most. Love it. I, I would go a half a point, but I, I, don't, I don't think that's possible. Um, <laughs> somebody mean, has to you... win the game. 
Are, are you are you gonna say the three to two score or something? I mean, you know, against Mississippi State. <laughs> it would not surprise me if that's what happened. I'm not lying. Oh, I, mean, I, man. I hope we get proven wrong. I hope we go out there and we look like a competent offense. But in this current moment, I mean, it's just hard to pick us to win, honestly. But it's at yeah. home. They're not great either. So one point, AJ. Put it on man. the board. I that's uh, I feel like your most conservative win prediction that you've ever had. So <laughs> I think it is. I mean, ve- listen, with us, Vegas has been pretty spot on, actually. Yeah. Um. They and they got it at six. So you know that's uh that just tells you it's gonna be there's no margin for error with us, right? If if they somehow yep. bust two big plays and get it, if they get into the mid twenties, we're gonna be in trouble. Mhm. Yeah. Especially if it is low low scoring. I mean, the, if we have some busted plays or something happens, man, that, that could be a rough one uh, for me. I mean, again, I, I'm kind of in the range that I'm thinking. It's going to be like a 24 to 14 kind of score. It's not going to get – if it gets into the 30s, that's going to be wild to me. Yeah. I think, but I don't think, I think if anybody gets to 30, we're done, yeah. So I'm going to predict us winning about 10 points, somewhere in that range of like 24 to 14 kind of win. So you're just adding a zero to my, to my prediction then you're going. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. One to 10. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, let's go on to our final segment of the day an Auburn fan perspective of the sec. Uh, there were only five games. Auburn was one of them. Uh, but we had Mississippi state play. They only scored seven points. Like we've already mentioned, and Arkansas only scored three. My dad said he watched a little bit of the game, and he was like, this is so hard to watch. I was busy for most of the day, or at least during this game, and I was like, thank goodness I didn't sit down and watch that game because that's that's just brutal. Like, how do you how do you do that, dude? Like, so well, bad. Apparently it was so hard for uh, Sam Pittman to watch because he fired mm. his offensive coordinator. There's that, you know? I mean, considering, and I just looked at this, total for both Mississippi State and Arkansas's offense, only 405 yards between both teams. That That's just both teams. That's not just one team. That's both teams. So that kind of shows you the offensive issues going on with that. Uh, we also had uh, Bama. And uh, Tennessee. So at half, I was like, oh, wow, it's tied up. All right, here we go. You know, you might uh, maybe Tennessee does something. And then second half within it was like three plays in or something in the second half. And Alabama does what Alabama does. Scores a touchdown. And from that point on, it was Bama. All Bama. It was, uh, I think, a 27 points of unanswered points Bama just took over and uh, there was nothing else that uh, Tennessee could do to slow them down Uh, we also had uh, Missouri Uh, they were facing South Carolina South Carolina's I I, kind of put them in the realm of Auburn kind of in the like they're just struggling right now it feels like they're just trying to figure out what they're doing and uh, Missouri their top 20 team right now, and uh, they only have one loss. They're kind of making a making waves now. 
yeah, they're still Missouri. Um, I don't think they're even even if they went out. I, I mean, maybe if they went out, you're talking about some something crazy. But they're about to face Georgia, and we all know how that game's about to go. So, um, and then the final game. LSU versus Army, and just as you expect, LSU put up 62, and Arkansas or Army zip nada. Which props to LSU. Um, not many teams can say that they've shut out a team in the modern uh, era of football because that just doesn't happen much, um, especially a Division One team playing another Division One team. So. Jared, any other kind of observations, anything else uh, that you see going on before we get out of here? No, man. I think you pretty much covered it. I think that Arkansas Miss State game might be a <laughs> might be a similar feel this upcoming Saturday. But if we come out on top, just get a win. Get that get that good feeling back. Build yeah. from that. Um, the next four games are, are definitely winnable, but we gotta have some we gotta have some better decision making going on. Yeah, for sure. I was uh, just with a couple of people um, that are Mississippi State fans. Both of them were actually collegiate athletes at Mississippi State. One was a football player. One played uh, soccer for them. And I was just asking them. I was like, trying to get my intel. Hey, what do, what do I need to know? And they were like, pretty much they avoided it and said I declined to comment because they, <laughs> I think they were just embarrassed. Like he was just like what is happening with Mississippi State. Like, that that was kind of the sentiment. And, uh, I mean, again, we have a shot. And we better seize that against Mississippi State this week. Um, if we want any semblance of a, a chance at getting, in my mind, probably a winning season and going to a bowl. So. Agreed. You got you to get through this one. You got to get through this one. Alrighty, Jared, before we get out of here, how can the people stay in touch with you? You can find me on Facebook under my name, Jared Davis. And you can find me on Twitter at A-J-A-Y-J-A-Y underscore. It's always great to be an Auburn Tiger and War Eagle. War Eagle. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode on the E2C Network. On your way out, I want to remind you to stop by E2Cnetwork.com. It's your one-stop shop for all our content across our podcast, YouTube channel, and much more. To stay up to date with us, make sure you're following social media accounts such as Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. While our content here may always be Auburn sports heavy, if it's orange and blue, it's what we do. War Eagle.